I'm Alex Delay, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. Have you ever been faced with a problem so complex you feel like there's simply no solution? Or perhaps a problem where you think you know the answer, but when speaking with others, realize they have a completely different understanding? These are the types of problems that rest at the heart of some of today's most intractable geopolitical conflicts. Tensions around land and territory, culture and religion, history and heritage. These problems go so far back, most people don't even agree on how or when they started. Today's guest was born and raised in such a complex and volatile environment. What's interesting is that seeing the monumental challenges around her, she didn't immediately try to push forward with her own solution, as so many of us would. Instead, she took a step back and created a platform inviting both sides to have a conversation. Abir Bandak is Palestinian and the co-founder of Tech to Peace, a forum inviting young Israelis and Palestinians to work together on tech-based projects. How does the forum work? How do the participants interact? And is Abir creating opportunities in what seems like an unsolvable situation? Let's join narrator Chris Kaprowski and find out on today's episode of Vision Vibes. The territorial conflict between Israel and Palestine is one that has continued for decades. Their dispute over the region of Israel, including Jerusalem, has no immediate resolution in sight. Amidst this complex political environment, Palestinian Abir Bandak has created a new program to promote peace between the groups. It's a seminar called Tech to Peace. Young Israelis and Palestinians use technology as a basis for communication, furthering understanding with each other. The groundbreaking forum was met with great acclaim and presented with the President's Israeli Hope Prize. Bringing them together with Palestinian and Israelis, having a future career together, equal one, it creates a better chance for them understanding the other side and looking forward for having a peaceful life. In this episode, we meet Tech2P's co-founder, Abir, and learn about the new possibilities she's created for resolution of the conflict. This is Yeruham, a small town in southern Israel. In August of 2021, it was the site of the year's third Tech2P seminar. Each seminar is held over two weeks, with 30 participants in total, divided evenly among young Israelis and Palestinians. They work together learning basic skills in high-tech fields, such as 3D design, programming, editing, and app development. Abir runs the seminar along with her team, personally offering her support to the participants. We want to do peace, and we're doing it through startups and technology. Israel is known for its uh, advanced high-tech, and Palestine, in a way or another, 
like for that, Palestinians want it, and also Israelis, young adults. Usually Israelis see Palestinians as laborers, and Palestinians sees, they see Israeli as soldiers. And it's like, this is not everything. We have highly educated Palestinians that can work equally with Israelis, and that's what one of the things that we aim at, to have an equal chances for both sides. If they manage to do a startup together or start businesses together, by itself, it will be a process for peace because they will start thinking more rationally, thinking of the future rather being stuck in the past. A highlight of the seminar is a hackathon held with the cooperation of Google. Teams made up of both Israelis and Palestinians collaborate to form ideas for startup businesses. They take the idea, they think about the impact, they think about uh, how important is it for the society, how interesting it would be for the donors, how effective it is, and how can they implement it in a successful way. So it's not only prepare their pitching, because like the pitch covered all these components, they, want to, they need to present it to a committee. And during the preparation itself, they learn how to improve their startup itself. Of course, it's kind of competition for them, and there's a winning team. It's very exciting for them. They love it. They get crazy about it, and they really enjoy it and learn a lot. So if this idea will go further in the future, it will continue between them. Throughout the seminar, Another key element accompanies the technological training, dialogue. Both ethnicities gradually join in a deep discussion about their shared points and differences between their cultures. Maybe more than convincing I really want to see the whole group participating from both cultures because... It's Abir's responsibility to facilitate and encourage the communication between both groups. We don't jump into dialogue from first day. We talk about culture, cultural differences, cultural diversity. We talk about holidays, weekends, differences between Muslim, Jewish and Christians and different things. But it's like it's a whole process in, that we do in the two weeks. At the entrances of the mosque. On the fifth day of the seminar, participants addressed the divisive subject of violence. Throwing rock is not giving uh, safety to anyone. And building a wall is, not, is, is bringing safety I would also, to one side. I would also, yeah, I would also but, at least, but at least For it brings... For someone who is in the West Bank or in Gaza, of course, no, it not brings saying. him safety that, oh my God, it's the only thing that I can do in front of someone that can do but much more harm to me But the action itself doesn't bring him safety. Wait, listen to what she's saying, this is really important. What did you say again? About, I said, you're talking about throwing a rock? Yeah, I said that a kid throwing a rock a soldier, it's the only reaction that he has to something that's much more, that's really worse. I don't accept and it. Don't accept. It's I the first thing I said. I got you say we rocks that size, like, like bricks. I think, I'm, I'm I think telling you guys, you, I, my friends have died. I think you guys, you're missing the point. I think you're missing the point. I think you're missing the point. Wait, he's talking now, so you can check. We're trying to let them understand and see reality in the other side. And we tell them it's hard. It's harsh, it's not, uh, it's like too emotional and it's not the best thing in, in, in life. 
But this is reality. We cannot turn our backs to realities or run away of it or keep denying it. If we want to deal with it, we have to put reality on the table. So sharing in a respectful way, we teach them communication skills, we teach them how to do empathic listening. It's a very important technique we use with them where they share emotions with one partner and the partner should listen without thinking of answers or questions. He just needs to listen and absorb what his partner is saying. Why some people reacted in this way, why some people behave behaving in this way, trying to understand the causes and the roots of the conflict in both sides. They will stay for two weeks together, stuck together, sleeping, eating, uh, sharing uh, uh, holidays sometimes, sharing weekends together, and we make sure that they, they don't get stuck together based on national groups. And the fact that they have loads of afternoon evenings together, they talk and they share. It teaches them a little bit, okay, doesn't really kill me to be nice to the other side. Abir's desire to encourage peace between the two groups owes directly to the conflict she witnessed firsthand. She was born in East Jerusalem, a region revered as a holy land by the Jewish, Christian, and Muslim religions. It is currently occupied by Israel. During Abir's youth, the conflicts known as the Intifada were held opposing Israeli occupation, fueling regional aggression between residents and Israeli soldiers. I didn't have really good experience as a kid because of the Intifada. I, my family used to live on, on the main street where the Egypt buses, the Israel, Jewish buses used to pass. and. The kids uh, from the neighborhoods used to throw stones and the army or the soldier used to do patrolling and entering the houses looking for kids. Uh, having us as, as kids being scared of the soldier making fun and enjoying what they are, whatever they are doing in the home, enjoying scaring us. Abir later attended a university in Palestinian territory. During that time, she often had to pass through military checkpoints. It was during the second intifada, and I had to go through lots of checkpoints and lots of mistreatment, which made me like being anti-Israeli, as many of, like most of the Palestinians. One encounter would greatly change her perception of the world around her. In 2006, she took part in a conflict resolution seminar held in Holland. I, I wasn't really interested in conflict resolution. I went there just because I never met Israelis. Even I'm living in Jerusalem, I just met them as soldiers. And I wanted to go there to, to tell them that they have to stop killing us. I prepared a huge presentation about how, how Palestinian lives uh, live and this is caused by you guys. This is that was my aim. Really talking this time to the Israelis in my group, and uh, yeah, it was kind of surprised what I heard about. They are not what I was expecting in different ways. Of course, they are soldiers. Of course, there are killings. There are attacks. We have everything, but this is reality. But I. I learned how to see the human inside them. 
Later, Abir focused on Israel studies in graduate school and spent several years considering the best way to expand mutual understanding. Her interest in cross-cultural dialogue brought her into contact with two Israeli men with backgrounds in IT. Together, they would go on to form the high-tech learning seminar that became Tech to Peace. In 2018, they held their first test seminar. The number of attendance requests increased with each year, and the event now receives more than 700 applications. Many of the participants overcome opposition from their family or peers in order to join the forum. Accusation of normalization and losing family reputation, this is a huge thing that we have to deal with. Some of them keep it secret, some of them hide it, but many of them now are very open about it because it's involved with high tech. It's kind of excuse for them. They're not coming only for dialogue, they're coming to learn high tech, something that they will use to develop their communities once they get back home, specifically if they are coming from camps or villages that marginalized areas. <laughs> In August, Abir successfully completed another two-week seminar. Like when I came to Tech to Peace, I found people like me who want to share their feelings, who want to make re real friends, not really like just people they know. They genuinely believe something. I genuinely believe something, and no one's right, no one's wrong. There's it. In the end of the day, it's how people feel, and that's how they see the reality. And we we really touch the the. deep topics that, that, that are in the middle of the conflict. Abir holds monthly events following the seminars, supporting the continued learning of graduates. Nearly 300 students have graduated from the program. But in May of 2021, One incident tested the bonds of the Tech to Peace community, the armed conflict that erupted in Gaza. It wasn't easy, but the participants, they kept in touch, they, the alumni, I mean, they kept in touch, they wanted to talk, they shared. And that proved to us that we're doing a successful thing because they didn't, again, they didn't separate because of what was happening. They, on the opposite, they, they checked on each other and they checked about what's happening through each other. Abir was faced with a very challenging task. We had alumni who like really fall and it was really hard for them. We try, like, and that was our role to support them, put them up, bring them up after they slipped in, you know, in the anger atmosphere and remind them of that those people that you encourage to kill or to hate or to beat, they might be your friends. They might be the people that you shared a room with and you didn't have any problem with them. They took care of you when you were sad, they supported you, you shared food, you sang together, you danced together. All of these didn't just disappear because of the events. It's sensitive for all of us, but to have a better uh, well-being, to keep, to take care of your well-being, you need to get rid of all the anger and think rationally. We believe in, in, in the snowball or the butterfly effect. And if we stop it at some stage, it might die. 
We want to spread the effect wider. We want to enlarge our community. As she strove to support participants, Abir recalled a motto for her work. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. And the whole idea of Take to Peace to challenge ourselves. This is the only way that we can change, the only way that we can reach a solution, maybe, or finding a better place for, for all of us. So it needs to be to challenge us. We need to go through hard times. We need to put reality on the table in order to make a change in our lives. So that's it. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Abir's words constitute a motto anyone can live by. I remember many times in my life when I was in a challenging situation and came out of it wiser. Yet Abir's message takes on a deeper meaning when it comes to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. There is arguably nowhere in the world that has needed so much change for so long. I've heard many politicians on television calling for peace, but without the intention of challenging themselves, without the courage to reach out and engage meaningfully in difficult dialogue. In fact, the dialogue I heard in that short clip sounded more open and candid than what comes out of many high-level political summits. I'll admit Hearing people argue their entrenched positions on a deeply emotional topic was uncomfortable. But it felt necessary. It felt like progress. I can only hope Abir and those like her continue bringing young hearts and minds together so that the next generation won't repeat the mistakes of this one. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I've been Alex Stillet. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.